Uh, but I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about worry. I, I want to talk about pandemic panic. Amen. Pandemic panic. Amen. Um, and I want to say this, that one of the ways, and I told you Tuesday night, that, that the word of God defines worry. The word of God defines worry as caring too much. Amen. Caring to the point where you are literally in hysteria. Amen. And so the Greek word is merimano, and which means anxious or to be distracted. Amen. And when you think about worry, amen, in a time like this, amen, I know we're concerned and sometimes we can be overly concerned about what's happening. Amen. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with what? With all your heart. Lean not into, unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall make your path straight. Amen. The word, the word for worry and panic, amen, means to be anxious or to be distracted. Amen. To have a divided mind. And right now, you know, in our minds, what we're going through as a nation, as a country, as a world... We're we're divided, you know what I mean? You know, in one hand, we want to have faith. On the other hand, we want to say, you know what? I'm going to trust God. I'm, 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 I'm still concerned. And there's nothing wrong with concern. But you don't want to be concerned so much where you start losing your faith. Amen. Listen, to worry is to divide your mind between that which is useless, that which is useful and worth worthwhile. Amen. And that which is damaging and destructive. Amen. To worry is to be divided. Amen. Between what is useful. Amen. And what's damaging. To worry is to block the flow. Amen. Of trust in your life. Do I have anybody? The Bible says if you go there to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to go there this morning. Matthew chapter 6. And verse 27, amen. And and look what he says here. And who of you being worried can add a what? Single cubic or hour to his what? To his life. Amen. Listen, it's, it's, it's okay to be concerned. I get it. We have to be concerned. Amen. Concern about the well-being, concern about about the people in your uh, family and friends. But what I don't want you to get involved in is in pandemic panic. Amen. When I went to the store yesterday, I was shocked. (laughs) Amen. Shelves are empty. Amen. I mean, the whole grocery store is pretty much empty. Amen. And somebody said, why are they even open? Amen. And so, but but here's the thing. This is new ground for us. We have never been here before. And I want you to be encouraged. Watch what the text says. The text says, let's go to verse 28. It says, and why are you worried about what? Clothing. Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But look what it says, but if, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, pandemic panic, amen, watch this, which is alive today and tomorrow, and is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, 
Here's what panic is about. Panic is about the things that we feel like we're not going to have. Amen. And it boils down to one thing. And here's what it boils down to. You ready for this word? Scarcity. Amen. It's the fact that we're worried that we're not going to have enough. Amen. So what the, in an economy like we have, amen, you know what they're doing? They're raising the prices on things. They call it price gouging. Amen. And we're willing to pay, come on somebody, the price for our panic. I wish I had somebody. But if you trust in the Lord and believe that God knows what you need, look what he says. He says, you of what? Little faith. Do not worry then saying what? There are three what's here. What will you eat? What will you drink? <laughs> and what will you wear? I know right now we're not thinking about what we're going to wear, but I got a sneaky suspicion <laughs> that we're thinking more of our stomachs. Come on, somebody. Than a God who's trying to send a message to the world. Call on the name of Jesus. I wish I had somebody. The focus right now should not be, hallelujah, on what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat, but on, watch this, on the God I serve. And can I say this to you? God who fed Israel, amen, manna in the wilderness, and their clothes never wore out. Come on, somebody. Their clothes never wore out. You know what the struggle was really with Israel in the, when they got out of, uh, out of the Egypt and went through the Red Sea and into the desert? Their concern was more about food. Come on and say amen. Their, their concern was more about what? Food than it was anything else. But I want to help you with something. The Bible tells us, amen, not to worry. Listen, the concept of worrying is conveyed through scriptures by numerous words. For instance, the Bible uses words like this, fretful, anxious, concerned, weighed down with cares, heavy-hearted. Some of you some of you right now watching right now, you're heavy-hearted. Amen. Without peace. Amen. To be what? Distracted, to be troubled, to be distressed, to be despair. And what I'm saying the Bible says, Matthew 6, it says, do not worry then saying what? What am I going to eat today? Listen, what will I drink today? We ain't got enough water. Now, I'm not saying, saints, I'm not saying not to be concerned, but don't be so overly concerned. Yesterday, I almost fall for that trap. Amen. I did. They had Osaka water for $4.99. I said, I ain't never paid $4.99 for a case of water. I wish I had somebody. Amen. Amen. I'm going to give Aldi a plug right now. Amen. I, I go to Aldi's and I get the $1.99. Amen. Amen. But, but can I say something to my viewing audience this morning? Amen. Talk back to me if you can on the, on the feed. But here's the thing. Amen. I got two cases and then I started to walk around and so I said, now hold on a minute. Am I falling for the pandemic panic? I said, you know what? Because here's what the manager assured me of in the store. He says, he, sa he said to me, he said, listen, we're going to restock. We rest we'll restock in the store every night. Amen. And so what I'm saying is this. Amen. Rather than me spending $4.99 for a case of water. I wish I had somebody. I said, you know what, God? I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to have at least one. 
So at least I know I have one that can carry me over. Come on, somebody until the next day. So I'm saying to us as a nation, as a world, as a country, amen, let us not panic, amen, but let us not worry because he says you of little faith, little faith. Now, the last time I checked, there's mustard seed faith and then there's a little faith. I don't want little faith because little faith causes me to worry, but mustard seed faith is smaller than little faith. Come on and help me somebody. Amen. And so that tells me it doesn't take much when you put your hands in God's hands. I wish I had somebody. And so he says, look what he says, y'all. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, for the what? The world. If you have your Bible, open it. Matthew 6.32. For the who? The Gentiles. The Gentiles meaning unbelievers. So my question to the believers today, are you acting like a non-believer in this pandemic panic? I wish I had somebody. Amen. The text says, for the Gentiles do what? I believe it was the Gentiles who bought up all that stuff yesterday. But I got a sneaky suspicion that some of our believers is caught up in anxiety. Can I tell you something? If you get sick, God can heal you. I'm talking about that God who can still heal. I got some witnesses in this room. I got some witnesses online who can say to me, Pastor, God is a healer. Amen. So guess what? How come I'm not afraid to go in the grocery store when I don't know those people? Come on, somebody. Amen. And, but I'm panicking about coming to the house of God. Do I have anybody? And I'm trying to help somebody this morning. Amen. I want you to stay in the comfort of your home because I got a word for you at 10 o'clock. We're going to transform your private space into a church house. I wish I had somebody. And I could do this all day long here. Amen. And who knows, I may even do it from home again tonight. Amen. We We could have some evening church. Amen. Because right now, I believe, and I'm saying this, People are worried. They're scared. But I'm saying exercise wisdom, but it's a two-edged sword, see? Because on one end, you're like, you know, I'm going to have a little faith. But on the next hand, you're like, man, I got to, man, you know what? I got to be safe. But here's the thing. Where does your faith really comes in? Is that really faith? Amen. So look what he says. He says the Gentiles do what? Eagerly. What? Eagerly. Seek what? All these things. And let me show you the phrase that has changed my life. He says. I wish we could zoom into the screen here. You, you, okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, that, we have a skeleton crew working behind the scenes. Thank you to our college-age kids for coming out. And they're not at spring break. They're in the church house helping us communicate online. Amen. How many people we got online now? 19? Okay. We need to get that number up. Amen. I'm asking you to share the feed. Amen. This feed's going to go down, and we got another one coming up at 10 o'clock. So please share it. We want at least 100 viewers plus today. Amen. Because I got a word for you. Look what it says. 
He says, for your heavenly father, what? Stop. What am I worried about? Now, listen, I know I'm saying this. But when you come off and sign off of being online, amen, the question is, do you believe it? Come on, somebody. Do you believe this morning that God knows? Do you believe that God knows exceedingly? Come on, somebody. Abundantly. Above all. That you can ask or even think. Do you really believe? Do you really believe? Now I'm saying. Do you believe. That God knows the cue. Do you believe. That God knows his children. Do you believe. That God knows. Watch this. That your bills are coming due. Do you believe. That God knows. Come on somebody. Who has the virus and who don't? Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Walk with me here. Listen. Everything we've been learning all these years. Now we got to put it in practice. Now we have. I would have never thought I would seen the day. That the church house. I never thought in my life I would see this day. But guess what? We're living in this day now. But here's the thing. It never caught God by surprise. And here's what I want to say to somebody here today. Stop thinking like a Gentile. Stop thinking like an unbeliever. Get off of ABC. Get off of NBC. Come on somebody. I said something earlier. When the plague came to Egypt. You know who the plague was for? The Egyptians. (laughs) I'm going to say it one more time. The plague wasn't for God's people, but it was a manifestation for God's people so that they can understand how powerful a God we serve. Has God been preparing us for this day? How long have we been live streaming? How long have we had the technology in place? And can I help somebody here with something this morning? Nothing, nothing catches God By surprise. Can I tell you this? Worry is not an inherited weakness. Or a justifiable excuse. Come on somebody. For perfectionism. Worry is a blatant sin. Watch this. That is displeasing to God. Because of its underlining nature. Because it shows. That I'm not trusting I'm going to deal with this in the next coming weeks. That we're not trusting, really trusting God. Do I have anybody? Amen. We got a lot of amens online. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all for the amens. I need a few amens virtually. Amen. Watch what he says. He says, he says, he says, for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. Now look at the text. The text says, your heavenly father, your I got an earthly father, but thank God that I have a heavenly father who knows where the coronavirus started. 
Thank God that he sovereignly is in control of this universe. I wish I had somebody. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every fiber in your being. He knows your words before it comes out your mouth. But he's in heaven and we're here on earth. Thank God that he sovereignly holds this world in his hands. And I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to drink or where I'm going to sleep or how what's going to happen if I get sick because God knows already. But I thank God today that he says my heavenly father knows that you need all these things. So, Lord, I'm asking for that stimulus check. I wish I had somebody. I got two people in my household, so maybe I get two. But in the meantime, between the stimulus package, I know that you know what I need right now. And I know you can deliver what I need before Trump delivers what I need. I wish I had somebody. But he says in verse 33, and to you believers, to you true believers, he says, but seek first. Yeah. I'm going to say it one more time. Uh-huh. Do you what? I want to thank you, the eight of us that's here this morning, Amen. for your commitment to seek first. Uh-huh. I want to thank y'all, amen, who are sitting in your living rooms, in your bathroom. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. In your movie room, because I know some of you are in the bathroom right now. <laughs> Amen. In your dining room. (laughs) Some of you had to go out in the car because it's too noisy in the house. But guess what? I want to help you with something. Thank you. Thank you for seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I want to invite you. Come on, somebody. Not to neglect the kingdom. Listen to me. This organization, organism, because the church is not an organization, it's an organism, it's a living thing. Watch this. I want to encourage you, amen, I want to encourage you to seek first. Before you put on CNN, NBC, ABC, and all these other outlets that you're getting bad news from, Seek first the kingdom. Seek him first. And I promise you, if you put God first, look what the promise of the text is. And the promise in that text is not a principle. It's a promise for us. Watch this. It's a principle. Watch this. Tied into a promise. It's a promise tied into a principle. So either way, if you exercise it and if you believe it and if you live it, He says, look what he says. What does it say? He says, he says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all. You ain't got to stand in line. No, it's crazy. That's what's really crazy. Because on Tuesday night, I walked into the grocery store. And I know not all grocery stores are packed out, you know, not uh, empty and stuff like that. But in my area, it is. 
But I went in, and everything I had on my list, come on, somebody. I, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. But watch this. But, but, but that morning, while I was driving by, there was a line wrapped around the corner. But because I, I was seeking first the kingdom, guess what happened? I walked in with my list. And I walked out with everything I needed. So when you seek first the kingdom of God. God will. Now listen I'm trying to use my baritone voice. But I'm just so excited about this. About this passage. Because yes worry did come across my mind. Yes pandemic panic did try to bite me. But we ain't going to do that. God is ministering to me. Amen. And I'm telling you the truth from my heart. I may look, watch this, like I'm not concerned. That's because I got the peace of God. So don't think, take my peace as me not being concerned about what's happening. But can I tell you something for real? I have the peace of God. You know why I have the peace of God? Because I'm seeking. This week we had about a hundred pastors join me on a Zoom call. A virtual Zoom call. Where I was helping them prepare for their worship services. Because, you know, I've had a web design company for 18 years. I've been doing this. For 18 years we've been building websites, streaming, doing all this stuff. And now God says, Derek, I want you to minister to these pastors using the gift that I've given you. That's what I mean by seeking first the kingdom. And can I tell you something? It's a blessing to be a blessing. Amen. Listen, I'm not going to sit. Now, listen, I may sit at home. Amen. But here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to get concerned so much where the pandemic panic sets in and gets me all stirred up to the point where I lose my trust in God. When the Bible tells me that if I seek first the what? The what? The kingdom of God and what? And and what? And what? And His righteousness. What did it say, saints? What did it say? It says what? And all... All what? All these things. What things? My question is, what things? All these things. I'll tell you what things he's talking about. Let me tell you what he's talking about. Food, shelter, clothing, and even health. You know what? You know what's you know what's encouraging about this verse? You know what's encouraging about this verse? About this verse? Go back to the go back to the go back to the last verse of you. Verse verse. This is, this is, this is, this is what has helped me, let me say, about, about eight years ago, I worried so much about everything, money, ministry, family, I mean, just constant worry. Every day was something that I was so overly concerned about. 
until I read this passage. Let me tell you why I read this. Let me tell you what God did for me. This is what God did for me. This is how he did it. The phrase says, your heavenly father knows. And then the Lord began to download in my mind, what have I done for you? What do you think I don't know? And I couldn't answer that question. The Lord asked me, what do you think I don't know? And I'm like, you're right. But the question I have for you first, before you can claim this promise and principle, do you believe that the word of God is true? That's number one. Number two, do you believe that the word of God or does the word of God have full authority over your life? What that means is this. If you hear a word, do you obey it? Immediately. What I'm saying is like, so you're, you're doing something and you hear the word and then you just say, okay, God said it, I'm done. Because it has authority. If someone speaks in your life and they say, hey, don't do that because of this. And you take their advice as an authority figure, right? That's what I mean. Does it have authority over your life? Because this will not work. I can sit here and preach and teach and do all this stuff. But here's the thing. If you don't believe it, then that's where the problem comes in. I know I believe it, but the question is, do you believe it? And if you believe it, then you can claim the promise and the principle from this passage that your heavenly father knows. What does God know? He knows you. He knows where you're sitting right now. He knows your thoughts. He knows how anxious you are. But I encourage you this morning to stay committed Don't allow the pandemic panic to cause you to lose your trust in God.